You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as our guests walk us through the truth of God's Word and teach us the Bible. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Tim Webb. I'm here with David Klingler for our Teach Me the Bible podcast. So glad that you're back with us. And so, David, we're getting into an interesting part of Matthew's story. Tension's going to start building. Uh, we talked about that moving in, moving through chapter 11. So we pick up chapter 12, and uh, something that you and I have talked about before is very interesting, starting chapter 12. What's, mm-hmm. What what are we dealing with here? Yeah, well, let's, let's remind what's going on at the end of, end of chapter 11. Uh, and so Jesus uh, gives this uh, this invitation, come to me all who are weary and heavy mm-hmm. laden, and I'll give you rest. And as we talked about last time, that's right out of the Old Testament. Israel is... Uh, no resting place for the sole of their foot. The Gentiles, the Roman soldiers are on the corner. Uh, and um, and so um, he will deliver them, but they have to repent. And so mm-hmm. we're going to see the response to that mm-hmm. in uh, in chapter 12. Uh, and it begins with, uh, with this scene. Uh, about the Sabbath, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that uh, that the that this story is looking for the one who's going to come and bring rest, bring uh, the Sabbath rest mm-hmm. um, to all. And so, um, the the Christ is the one who's going to bring this rest to Israel, uh, and they're complaining about <laughs> the disciples eating grain on the yeah. Sabbath. And you're going, I think y'all are missing the point <laughs> a little bit, so. right? So it was at that time that uh, Jesus uh, went on the Sabbath through the grain fields. His disciples came, uh, became hungry, and began to pick the heads and eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, Behold, your disciples uh, do what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said, um, Have you not read what David did when he became hungry? He and his companions, he entered the house of God, and they ate the consecrated bread for it is, uh, the, for which it was not law- lawful for him to eat, uh, nor for those uh, with him, but for the priests alone. Um, that's an interesting passage. You go back there in the Old Testament. Um, one of the things that happens is that, the, that uh, they're accusing the disciples of doing something that is unlawful. Uh, and Jesus' response is, well, what about David? Was this unlawful? Right. Because they had, they had all of these, this is lawful, this is unlawful. But unfortunately, if you can get contradiction. In other words, right. uh, what we were talking about before we started, mm-hmm. um, you had to be circumcised on the eighth day. Uh, but there were things you could, only, you could not do on the Sabbath. Would that, be con- would that constitute work? You know, there mm-hmm. were things that would become contradictory. They overlap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say uh, that uh, you're... Uh, your neighbor has an ox, and it falls into a well on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Well, the law says you deliver that ox, you, you help your neighbor help your brother. on the yeah. Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. But the law also says you don't work on the Sabbath day. So what are you going to choose? Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get into these these co- apparent conflicts, but Jesus, Jesus is saying, look, the point uh, you're missing the, the, the broader point mm-hmm. of each of those individual laws, right? Mm-hmm. So what's more important uh, to not work on the Sabbath day or to help your brother on the Sabbath day? Um, Jesus is going to get himself in trouble for healing on the Sabbath mm-hmm. day. Well, um, you help your uh, an ox, mm-hmm. your neighbor with his ox on the Sabbath day, is it unlawful to heal on the Sabbath day, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to get in these same contradictions. You're going to see this in, 
in uh, Luke chapter 14 as uh, well. Uh, and so that's what's going on here. They're just missing the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or have you read in the law uh, that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple break the Sabbath and are innocent? Mm-hmm. But I say to you that something greater than the temple is here. But if you had known what this means, I desire compassion and not a sacrifice. I desire obedience, but not uh, but not a sacrifice. Um, uh, mercy, I desire mercy, but not a sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, right? Mm-hmm. And so the point of the law was to reflect the character of God. Mm-hmm. And so the overriding principle here is the character, character of God, God. Right. which was revealed in the law, which was to be demonstrated uh, through uh, through the, the, the law, mm-hmm. right? Through mm-hmm. the, the keeping mm-hmm. of the law. Um, but when the law contradicts, when you get into these situations where there's apparent contradiction, which there isn't, uh, what drove all of it was the mercy of God, mm-hmm. right? The care, the compassion right. of God, right? So uh, he sums it up for the Son of Man is Lord over the Sabbath. Um, the Sabbath was not created for God. The Sabbath was created for man, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. and so he's Lord over the Sabbath. Uh, and so uh, so it's pretty straightforward. And they're missing the point. They're going to miss the point all the way through here, mm-hmm. right? And departing from there... He went into their synagogue, and behold, there was a man with a withered hand. Uh, and they questioned him, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Same thing. There you right? go. <laughs> um, in order that they might accuse him. See, they're mm-hmm. saying, Yeah, if you heal him on the Sabbath, we're going to accuse you of not keeping the Sabbath. And you're going, Man, you really missed the point. <laughs> you've really, right? um, you've overstepped here. Uh, and he said to them, mm-hmm. what, shall, uh, what man shall there be among you who... Uh, may have one sheep, and when it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will not take hold of it and lift it out. See, you're breaking the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Or uh, how much more valuable is a man than a sheep? If you do this for a sheep, why wouldn't you save a man? If if you rescue a sheep out of a hole, why wouldn't you heal a man mm-hmm. on the Sabbath? Mm-hmm. So then, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath? And he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and he restored it to normal uh, like the other, right? And this, uh, again, this withered hand, this comes right out mm-hmm. of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the Pharisees went out, here's their response, uh, and counseled uh, together against him that they might destroy him. Well, here we go, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I love that this kind of how this flow goes, right? Jesus uh, appears, John the Baptist appears, calls the Pharisees, you brutal viper, you seeds of serpents, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You sons of Satan. Mm-hmm. And they say, no, our father isn't Satan. Our father is Abraham. And mm-hmm. Jesus says, well, then do the works of Abraham. Abraham believed yeah. this you don't do. Instead, you try to kill me. Right. They say, uh, no, let's kill him. Yeah. <laughs> let's kill it, does. it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think the prosecution has made his point. <laughs> I think you missed, uh, I think you're missing it. But Jesus, aware of this, withdrew from there, uh, and many followed him, and he healed them all, hmm. uh, and were warned uh, and warned them not to make him known, in order that that which was spoken through Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled. Saying, "Okay, so you say, mm-hmm. why did he warn them? Uh, well, read the next verse. In order that." The scripture mm-hmm. might be fulfilled through the prophet. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, uh, my beloved in whom my soul is well pleased, I put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. Um, he will not quarrel, nor, nor will he cry out, nor will anyone 
Hear his voice in the streets, a battered reed he will not break off, a smoldering wick he will not put out until he leads justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. And so this whole thing is heading towards the Gentiles, mm-hmm. right? Right. Uh, uh, then there was brought to him uh, a demon-possessed man who was blind and dumb, and he healed him so that uh, the dumb man spoke and saw. Man, this guy just kind of encapsulates all of the judgments of Israel. He's demon-possessed, <laughs> yeah. he's blind, he's dumb, he's, yeah. you know, he, he, uh, he, uh, he's got it all, man. Yeah. He's, this is a yeah. perfect example perfect of who picture. to heal. Yeah. And all the, multitudes, all, all the multitudes were amazed and began to say, this man cannot be the son of David, can he? But when the Pharisees heard it, they mm. said, this man cast out demon uh, demons by Beelzebub, the ruler of the demons. Mm-hmm. And knowing their thoughts, he said to them, a kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste, or any house or uh, or city divided against itself cannot stand. If Satan casts out Satan, his uh, he's divided against himself. How then shall his kingdom stand? If I by Beelzebub cast out demons, by whom do your sons cast them out? Hmm. Um they don't. They don't. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the problem, yeah, right? Right. If I'm casting out demons by the power of Satan, who do your sons cast them out by? Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't cast them out. Um, then whose side is on Beelzebub and who's not? Whose side right. is on Satan and who's not? Consequently, they shall be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come up upon you. Mm. And how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his property lest he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house? He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather uh, with me scatters. So the strong man, uh, see, uh, the Lord is going in and he's plundering the strong Mm -hmm. man's house, Satan's house. Satan's house. Taking his possessions, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and, um, And so if he is not with me, then he's against me. And so what Jesus has done here, uh, by the way, this isn't a wonderful way to win friends and influence people. Jesus is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, summarize, what does he say? Um, I'm not on Satan's team. You are. <laughs> what might be And it's very response? clear. Yeah, that's it's right. It's very clear to everyone. Therefore, yeah. I say to you, any sin or blasphemy shall be forgiven, but blasphemy against the Spirit shall not be forgiven. For whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it shall not be forgiven him in this age or in the age to come. So either make the tree good and its fruit good, or the tree bad or its fruit bad. For um, the tree is known by its fruit. Now, you remember this is right out of the Sermon on the Mount. We talked about uh, this. It's chapter Uh, 7. Yeah. And so you brood of viper, you seeds of serpents, you Mm -hmm. players on Team Satan. How can you, being evil, speak what is good? Mm -hmm. For the mouth speaks that which fills the heart. The good man out of his good treasure, that's his heart, speaks, Mm -hmm. brings forth, speaks Mm -hmm. what is good. The evil Mm -hmm. man out of his evil treasure, the evil man out of his evil heart, speaks what is evil. Mm -hmm. And I say to you that every careless word a man shall speak, they shall render account for it on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. condemned. Right? They're it blaspheming against the Spirit. Mm-hmm. They're rejecting Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, you know, you ask the Pharisee, why are you righteous? They're going to give you a list of stuff that they are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same list that Jesus uh, denounces in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think you're righteous? Well, let me explain how we give alms. Let me explain how we pray. Let me explain how we, uh, you know, you know, how we teach about divorce and, you know, and murder and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he said, you're wrong on all those counts. Yeah. 
right? You are to be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. And so righteousness comes through asking. And so when I ask mm-hmm. you why you're righteous and you give me the list, your words condemn you. They don't mm-hmm. justify you, right? right? But he, he he's always taking it back to the heart. It's it's always the heart, and your heart is the issue. Yes. And yep. you've gotten a bad heart. Yeah, which was so, the point of Deuteronomy, yes. as we talked about yes. back uh, in yes. chapter 5 through 7, the Sermon mm-hmm. on the Mount. Uh, and so uh, the same author using the same words, mm-hmm. saying the, the, the same things, mm-hmm. right, that was said back in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, there we made the point that it's not your works— that justify you. Mm-hmm. Remember back in chapter 7, mm-hmm. uh, he, they had a list of works. Not everyone says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, right. but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Mm-hmm. For many will say to me on that day, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? This is seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 22. Yes. That's a work. Did we not perf- cast out demons uh, or perform miracles? He said, well, <laughs> then I will declare to you, part from me, uh, you... Uh, who do lawlessness. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and mm-hmm. acts upon them, asks for righteousness, mm-hmm. will receive it, right? Uh, and so they're missing the whole thing here. Yeah, but I think it's it's interesting, too. Matthew doesn't, uh, well, he he's clearly revealing that even though Jesus is being straightforward, to the point, calling them out, speaking truth, and it doesn't change them. No. It doesn't change their heart. No. They still reject. Yeah. One of the, I had a student ask me this week, um, uh, the role of the Holy Spirit in interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, does the Holy Spirit guide you in truth? In other words, do you need the Holy Spirit to understand what the Scriptures are mm-hmm. saying? And so I um, made the point. I could have made it from this passage. I actually did it out of John chapter 10, but this one works mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with the Pharisees isn't that they don't understand what Jesus is saying. They understand exactly what yes. he's saying. The problem is they don't believe it, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is through the ministry of the Spirit uh, that convicts you of your sin that mm-hmm. convinces you that Jesus mm-hmm. is the Christ. And mm-hmm. and so that's the problem. They're blaspheming mm-hmm. against the Spirit. They always have. Now, what does it mean mm-hmm. to blaspheme, blaspheme against the Spirit? It is rejecting the words of the apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ministry of the Spirit uh, moved these apostles and prophets to, to preach and to teach. And when you go against these words, you're going against the ministry of the mm-hmm. Spirit. And it is the... The uh, the ministry of the Spirit through the words of the apostles and prophets that testifies that Jesus is mm-hmm. the Christ, and that's the problem. They're going against right. uh, the the ministry of the Spirit all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and they're rejecting the words of God. And so, mm-hmm. by your words, you'll be justified; and by your words, you'll be condemned. Then some of the teachers and the Pharisees answered him, saying, "Teacher, we want to see a sign from you." And Jesus answered and said to them, "An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, um, yet." Um, the only sign that shall be given is the sign of Jonah, and he, the mm-hmm. sign of resurrection. Right. Uh, for the men of Nineveh will stand up um, with this generation at the judgment and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. Jonah, the half-hearted mm-hmm. prophet who went uh, in light of Israel's rejection, goes to the Gentiles, and the Gentiles mm-hmm. believe it. And so the men of Nineveh who believed the Gentiles, who believed the preaching, will condemn uh, the Jews mm-hmm. because they believed the preaching and— the Jews didn't. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, I'm greater than Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So something greater than Jonah <laughs> so, is here. And so you Gentiles are rejecting the gospel, and evil and adulterous generation um, uh, craves a, a sign. The only sign you're going to get is a sign of resurrection. It's going to prove that I am the Christ. Uh, and and I'm going to go proclaim this to the Gentiles. We're heading towards, in other words, this is a transition point. Mm-hmm. Israel has just rejected their Christ. The Pharisees are rejecting their mm-hmm. Christ. And so what's coming in the next chapter 
is he's going to speak to them in parables, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, so he's giving examples here of in light of Israel's rejection, uh, the good news, the gospel, the proclamation goes out to the Gentiles and the Gentiles respond. Example mm-hmm. chapter one, the men of Nineveh. So stand mm-hmm. up with this generation at the judgment and they'll condemn it because they repented when Jonah preached yep. and Jonah wasn't Jesus, right? Uh, and so uh, behold, something greater than Jonah is here. And the queen of the south shall rise up uh, with this generation at the judgment and shall condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. Mm-hmm. And behold, uh, this one is preaching greater wisdom than Solomon, right? And she mm-hmm. responded, and she understood it, and uh, and she'll rise up and judge because something greater than Solomon is here. Now, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, and it does not find it. Then it says, "I will return uh, to my house, which I have uh, from which I have came." Uh, and when it comes. He finds it unoccupied and swept and put in order. Then it goes and it takes along with seven other spirits, more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of the man becomes worse than the first. That is the way also it will be with this evil generation. In other words, they were bad. Mm -hmm. They were wicked. Christ comes and proclaims to them. They reject, and now they're going to be worse off. That's the point, right? They're Mm -hmm. going to be worse off. And he was speaking to the multitude, and behold, his mother and brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him. And someone said, Behold, your mother and your brothers are standing outside uh, seeking to speak to you. But he answered and he said, um, uh, telling him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, Mm -hmm. my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. Now, remember, we just read that mm-hmm. back in the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, right. uh, this is back in chapter 7. He, he who hears these words of mine and acts upon them right, mm-hmm. um, um, will be compared to a wise man, does the will of my Father. The will mm-hmm. of the Father is to recognize that you're a sinner and uh, and uh, you you need uh, the words of Jesus. You need the righteousness mm-hmm. of Jesus imputed to you. Uh, and so um, why is this mother and brothers thing going on right here at this section? Israel is just rejected. In the Old Testament, uh, if a Gentile wanted to become a member of the gathering, yes. okay, uh, brought into the assembly of Israel, the assembly of Israel, they had to be circumcised and keep the law. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they wanted to be a member of God's people, they had to be circumcised and keep the law. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, it is not DNA that is going to identify them. It's not circumcision and law-keeping. It is circumcision of the heart. Uh, um, whoever does uh, the will of the Father, that is circumcised heart. Because mm-hmm. if your eye causes you to stumble, cut it out. If you hand, but if your heart causes you to stumble, then cut it out. See, it's yeah. the circumcised heart. Right, and so, right. so now the circumcised heart is not going to... Uh, be identified just in Israel, but in the Gentiles. The gospel is going to the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. So it's not circumcision of the flesh that matters, but circumcision of the heart. Paul's going mm-hmm. to say this. So the this. dividing wall will come down? Yeah, so mm-hmm. uh, so uh, this is Paul. There's no partiality with God. This is in mm-hmm. Romans chapter 2. Mm-hmm. For all who have sinned without the law will perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it's not the hearers of the law who are justified before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law do instinctively the things mm-hmm. of the law, these not having the law become a law unto themselves, and that they show the work of the law written on their hearts and their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing or defending them. And so he continues down through here, and he's going to explain. 
circumcision is of value if you do the law. Mm -hmm. This is down in chapter 2. But if you're a transgressor of the law, then your circumcision becomes uncircumcision. If therefore the uncircumcised man, the Gentile, Mm -hmm. keeps the requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be regarded as circumcision? And will not he who is physically uncircumcised, if they keep the law, will he not judge you who, although having the letter and circumcision, are a transgressor of it? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, neither is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart, by the Spirit, not by the letter. Okay, so his point mm-hmm. is, uh, what what identifies the true Jew, the true Israelite, mm-hmm. not all Israel is Israel because not all Israel believed, uh, is not circumcision outwardly in the flesh, but circumcision of the heart. Mm-hmm. And now because Israel has rejected, uh, the gospel is going to go to the Gentiles, and they're going to be circumcised in the heart, not of the flesh, mm-hmm. right? And so this is uh, uh, this is where this thing's headed. So we're in this transition point where now Jesus is going to begin to to speak to his disciples, mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, and he's going to explain these parables, but he's going to speak to Israel in parables mm-hmm. so that they don't understand. And so next time, uh, we're going to. Talk about uh, parables, and mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. explain, even before we really get going in the parables of Matthew, we're going to talk about how do parables work? What's the function of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, they show up in three uh, places in uh, the synoptic mm-hmm. gospels, and so we'll talk about what are parables and how do we interpret them. Uh, we'll figure that out, uh, and then we'll come back to Matthew chapter 13. Sounds good. So I want to encourage our listeners to tune in on this next one. Again, just uh, that pause, as you said, touching on, on parables and uh, Again, this this story continues to the tensions building. I want to remind our listeners, you've, they've got to stay hooked up with this because it's going to get really exciting and uh, how the Lord is just going to demonstrate his power and glory. So thank you, David. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. For more information, download our app. If you have any questions or desire to continue our discussion from today's topic, send an email to teachmethebible at championfellowship.org. Remember, your belief drives your behavior. See you next time.